Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to episode four of our Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersusGrown.com. This episode is all about nutrients from organic nutrients, salt-based nutrients, what to feed and when. We go, we cover a lot of things in this episode, but the whole subject of nutrients is very complicated. Well, it's not really complicated. There's just a lot to it. So if there's any questions that you have after listening to this episode, then just head over to PersusGrowRoom.com and ask your questions there and we'll be happy to cover anything you're unsure of. Of course, this is Friday, so there's a session this evening. If you're downloading this on the Friday, there's a session on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash high on homegrown. Everybody is welcome to come and join us. We're just going to be talking about whatever comes up in the conversation. So come and join us. Come and get involved in the conversation and have some fun. So we'll see you there. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope it helps you out and answers any questions you might have. But again, if it doesn't, head over to Percy's, ask for help. We're always happy to help you out. So I hope you enjoy. See you in a bit. Yeah, so this week's Grow Guides, we, last week we spoke about mediums and what are the best mediums to use to start a cannabis growing. And of course, depending on what medium you choose, then you're probably going to need some kind of nutrients to go with that to be able to feed your plant. Even when you're growing in like living soils and super soils towards the end of the grow, you might need something to feed the plant to keep it happy in the late flowering stage. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about different brands that you can get. The ones we would recommend that you buy for yourselves, uh, whether you should use salt-based nutrients or organic nutrients. And then just briefly explaining what salt-based nutrients are as well. Because uh, we, we say that a lot. That's some kind some terminology we use, you know, when you're using salt-based newts. And uh, new growers, they might not know what the fuck that even means. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that and see if we can help you out with some answers. So TG isn't here, so we can't talk about the organic kind of thing, I mean, fully, because uh, I think TG uses some um, bottled newts at the end of his grow as well. But you use living soil as well, don't you, Marge? You use TG's recipe. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So how long does the uh how long did the nutrients last in the soil i well when i was doing the outdoor last year i didn't end up adding any nutrients to the soil at any point yeah that's nice and easy outdoors yeah 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 how was you how was your yield at, at the end of that it was pretty good i mean my backyard's probably not an ideal growing um mm-hmm. growing place there's more shade than i would like i grew them in pots too and i think i'm going to try growing them right in the ground next year just to see what happens but mm. Yeah, I think maybe I needed a bit of a bigger pot size, but it seemed these the yield to me, I was pretty happy with what I ended up with. Yeah. Considering the pot size. So with no nutrients. It... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. the living soil and the rainwater that I collected. Nice. Nice, yeah. man. Nice. So that's all when you're using the living soil like that, it's all built into the soil and it might last for the whole grow if it's good shit. But in other soils, like if you buy Dutch Pro soil or Canna soil or a potting soil from from B and Q or you know Canadian Tire, is it cool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Walmart or something. You know, you know, depending on where you are Don't in the world, there. then that will probably need uh, more nutrients added to it. And it's usually after about four to six weeks. It'll say on the bag how long it can usually go for. 
but it, that will depend on how, how much you water it as well. Cause if you water the soil too much and get a lot of runoff, then you're going to wash a lot of the stuff out of the soil itself. And then you have to replace that with some nutrients in a bottle. You were using um, the Sohan before as well, weren't you, GB? Yeah, I was in um, So I found that actually quite handy. Mm-hmm. Um, quite handy to the fact that I forgot about it because I used to just fucking pile in water in the evening. Yeah. Or yeah. every couple of days and I, I forgot completely about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I just loved it. And I was going back to, to start back on my living soil adventures because I just don't have the time to put into making me own one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mission, mate. It and is. And re- getting all the resources to build mm. the soil in the first place as well. It's hard work. Uh, yeah, and that's what I said. Like, I, I would just... I, I wanted to skip the phase, the first step of having the bank. So I said I would just go and get my Soham or my Eco Drive um, mm-hmm. soil and, and work from there and just re-amend and re-amend as I go along, um, as a lot of people have been doing, and it's working grand. And the problem is that, though, is is it's expensive, and it? to buy that kind of soil i mean it's like quid. uh yeah 38 quid for uh 40, 40 kilos 40 yeah. liters it's a far 40 40 liter bag mm. you know so, so it is dear enough like it's the same as the soham that comes in a 40 mm-hmm. liter bag as well mm-hmm. soham is cool man i fucking love it oh yeah. what are you saying Ned monkey well you're talking about it being expensive but what are you going to get for that money in the end exactly if it's going to go for the whole growth from start to finish and have all the nutrients it needs in there then that's the cheapest it's, fucking it's ounces you're ever gonna mm-hmm. get. And an average grow, then you'll end up with anywhere from three to five ounces off of that pot. Depending yeah. on the size of the pot and yeah, the, uh, and how long you veg for and your your strain and a few things like. But three to five ounces would be an easy guess. About yeah, it's a good estimate. It's a good estimate. you can do better. You have to use a lot of it as well, though, to say that you need to put the living soil in big pots like 30 to 35 litres. Yeah. So it adds up, the price adds up, but it also can, is about the same as the amount of nutrients, you'll, the amount of money you'll spend on nutrients from the grow shop. You can yes. go in, um, if you go for a smaller pot, just go in and you can top dress it. You know, a bit of top dressing towards the end, um, charge is a great yo for, mm-hmm. for putting a bit of life back into it if for to extend your grow. Mm-hmm. And even some compost, man, some homemade compost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting that over the top, and that's completely free then. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a good way. But that's a, that's when it comes to soil and, you know, like living soil and super soils and things like that. They'll pretty much grow the whole plant from start to finish, but you're going to pay a higher upfront cost for those. And you might still have to add something towards the end because as the plant grows, it needs more uh, PK, phosphorus and potassium. So you're going to have to replace that if the plant needs it towards the end of the grow. But uh, we won't go into that just yet because then there's the normal soils, the potting soils, which will run out of their nutrients after four to six weeks. And then you go and buy some salt-based nutrients from the shop. like Any grow shop or any gardening center or places like that, this is what you usually get. But they'll come as different brands. I myself use, uh, well, used, I don't right now use any nutrients. Um, but when I was in growing in cocoa, I'd use the can of nutrients. Monkey, you were in cocoa, but you use advanced nutrients, right? Uh, I'm in advanced nutrients right now. I have also used Fox Farm in the past, but right now I've got the advanced nutrients dialed in pretty good and it's working for me. You don't use any nutrients then, Marge, because they're all, uh, it's all in your soil, right? Yeah, yeah. Although when we did indoor before, I think we were using like Dutch Passion or something like that. A Dutch Pro. Yeah. 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 
What are you using now, GB? Uh, I'm just a plain old kind of A and B nice. man, and it's just a tiny bit of PK in flare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't bother with any of the rest of the snake oil, as I call it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to be growing in one of these mediums, then like, and if you want to know more about mediums, check out last week's episode, and you'll, you'll know all about it over there. You're going to get the salt-based nutrients, and they'll come as uh, the A and B in two different bottles, and sometimes it's even broken down to be grow nutrients and flowering nutrients because as the plant grows it's going to need different kinds of foods at different levels to keep itself happy you can tell how much nutrients of each nutrient is in a nutrient bottle by the npk ratio which is on the bottle yeah nitrogen phosphorus and potassium npk mm-hmm. um in in a ve- in veg your plants are going to be more in needing of the nitrogen and the uh, potassium because you're trying to grow roots and you're trying to grow leaves the phosphorus will be used somewhat in veg but not near in the quantities that it will be used later in flowers because mm-hmm. the phosphorus is is the one of the three that is going to be more that's that builds your blooms and, and does all that kind of stuff like that so your initial npk is going to be higher in the first number and later on when you switch to bloom then you're going to drop that number because well the plant needs different things as it's going along mm-hmm. and and you know this is what's what's really cool about the bottled newts these days for cannabis if you're buying specific nutrients for cannabis if you have the specific bloom and and the veg newts when you switch the numbers are done for you pretty much you don't have yeah. to worry about well then there's there there's also the three bottle formulas that are out there i don't I don't do these these formulas, but I know they exist out there. I've never played with them. And that's going to be, uh, you'll have a micro and you'll have an, an A, B and a micro. And, and you'll mm-hmm. have to kind of mix mix the three according to where you are. Each yeah. of these, these nutrients that you have, manufacturers do have feed charts that you look at. But let's go ahead and say right here that don't ever follow the manufacturer's feed chart one, uh, without questioning it, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the manufacturer's feed charts are woefully high. Yeah, yeah. Mackie, where would you say it's a good place to start on those A quarter charts? dose, man, a quarter dose of what the, what the uh, manufacturer says. I would say exactly that. I mean, I rarely go over a half dose, even, even at full, full there's on. There's something which you got to remember, which everybody should, should never forget when they're growing weed, is it's easier to fix an underfed plant than it is to fix an overfed plant. So it's always yes. better to shoot under. And if the plant looks hungry, feed it a little bit more. You know, it's mm-hmm. much easier to do that than have a big flush and try and figure out which nutrient it's getting too much of and all this. So I came, I came across a, a feeding chart. I was only talking to you earlier about it, but um, there is a what what they're telling me to feed on week one is what <laughs> I'm basically feeding at week uh, on the final mm-hmm. fucking two three weeks. Like yes. you know, it's and I go. That can't be right. And I said, I am going to actually run two plants side by side. I'm going to feed one the way I always do. And I'm going to do one with the way that they say, because it's surely I'm going to have just so many problems along the Mm -hmm. road with what they're saying, because it's far too much of everything. I can remember that GB uh, Mm -hmm. running my first time around in cocoa and following the manufacturer recommendation. And remember the EC rose somewhere about 2.7 or something. Yeah, yeah. I've been up on like 3.5 and shit like that. And going like, and going like, (laughs) and and the plant's not real happy. You're going, what's wrong with this thing? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. crazy. Doing what they say on the paper in black. Exactly. I'm following exact directions (laughs) here. It's 5.8. This this shouldn't be happening. I mean, this, this is again, it's something that forums are good for. 
if you haven't joined Percy's Grow Room yet, then you should do because the, the, the amount your plant needs to eat will not only depend on what stage of growth it's at, but it depends on how big it is, how hot or cold the water is, how big the root zone is, uh, how what big the part is. is, yeah, what strain it is. So many things go into uh, need to be taken into account, and also the water you're using as well. Whether that has some trace elements in it as well, like some calcium mm-hmm. and uh, what's that other one they put in there? Chlorine, chloramine, um, shit. chloramine, yeah. chlorine itself. Yeah. So that's something that you need to take into account when you're feeding your plant as well. And your background EC, it's called, will differ from yes. somebody else's background EC. Like mine will differ from monkeys. And that has to be taken into account when you're feeding the plant as well. So in the early days of growth, when it's just vegging, when it's just popped it from the seed and it's growing in the medium as it does, then you only want to feed uh, grow nutrients is what you're going to see the bottle called. Mm. And it, pretty much this is just higher up in, uh, in nitrogen mm-hmm. than, than anything else because the plant needs a lot of nitrogen throughout, the, throughout this section of growth. And like Mackie said right there, you know, you're starting off in veg, one quarter strength veg newts, mm-hmm. nothing stronger. You don't need any more. Mm-hmm. And so the would... manufacturer tells you to put two mils, put a half a mil. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good place to start off of when I, when I use canna and that uh, it doesn't come in like a bloom and a, a grow feed. It's just a straight uh, a flat. Uh, yeah. A and B, which you'll give to the plant for the uh, up until a uh, mid flower really. And you'll use a PK booster on the top because that's got everything it needs. But with, when you use an advanced newts like you do, where you've got the Sensi grow and the Sensi right. bloom, you know, this is the uh, you'd feed the Sensi Grow with the high amount of nutrients in, and Dutch Pro, the same thing. I think they've got a blue and mm-hmm. and a grow feed, but it's much easier to deal with it like that because it's already been done by the manufacturer and they've, they've put the research into how much it should be having in ratio compared to yeah, different stages of growth, you know. Yes, yeah. so, and that's it. It's as you said, Mikey, it's 100% right. It's, it's different for each brand. Mm-hmm. Because they're all all so different. Well, they're, they're pretty much the same, man. It's just it's just a dilution. It's it's like a, well, each brand has to be dialed in. I th- I find mm. when you switch from one to the other, you have to kind of figure out where you need mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah, all that, react slightly different. I see. I was thinking about going over to Advanced Nutrients, Monkey, but when yeah. I look at the price of them. I, it nearly knocked me off the seat. It's not that I much went, more than anything else, though, right? I mean, Canna's yeah, oh, a cheap very, one. Canna is door cheap, man. You can get Canna A and B for less than 20 quid for a litre of A and B, and you can pick up a, a small thing of PK for, like, again, for less than 20 quid. Mm-hmm. So for, say, for, for 35 quid, you essentially have your full run of newts, for, and that's going to get you two, three growers, maybe, you know, if you're getting litre bottles of them. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. going to, how much is it going to cost you to do one grow with advanced newts or how much, how much does it cost you to get one left? Because I'm looking at 47 and 50 and 60 at 70. But it's good shit, man. Of, it's, it's oh, good it is shit, good stuff. I, I know it's good stuff. It's just fucking damn expensive. But you know? that's with the pH perfect shit in there as well, isn't it? And this is a problem it with uh, advanced newts is they're extra salty because of that, uh, the pH perfect pH shit. perfect. Yeah, I think it's a calcium citrate material or something mm-hmm. that they're putting in there to stabilize it. That's, uh, it's stabilized very close to a 5.8. 5.8 five, to 5.9 is usually where she falls. Is there somebody using and, uh, advanced nutrients usually have a higher EC compared to somebody yeah. using Canna? 
And for me, that's not a problem because I start with rainwater with a really low background. So mm. that doesn't have any, any effect on me, but I could see where if you have a problem with your, your tap water, it could be an issue. So keeps your plant real fucking healthy. Yeah. And it, and I'm really, for me, Jeep talks about the, the expense on advanced nutrients. I use average a year, maybe one liter each of A and B on grow and two liters of, of each on bloom. That's not very much money to be paying for newts if you're growing, you know, weeds and you, if you're measuring in pound on your harvests. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not, I suppose. When, when you look in, in the comparison of what you're getting out of what you're putting in. And that's just, always what I do. Plus that I, plus the, the, the uh, and I hate to say it, I'm lazy when it comes to the pH now mm -hmm. because I've gotten used to this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mix it up and I know where it's supposed to be. I stick, I stick a, a probe in there just to check it. And it's always rock on, you know, and I don't yeah. have to worry about the res. The res can sit there for three days and it's going to be where it's supposed to be. Do you know one day I, I just love trying to grow for this, this cheapest, the cheapest right, right. amount that you can get top shelf <laughs> bud and turn around and go, how can, how can somebody honestly charge you that when you can grow your weed for fucking 10 and 15 and 20 cent a gram? Yeah, you know, that's and that's where that's how I, that's that's what drives me in trying to get the best weed for the lowest possible price. And even just for even if it's just for bragging rights amongst our own community. Go, oh, yeah, but have it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Hmm? I don't I don't play golf. <laughs> I don't buy expensive cars. I like growing weeds. Mm -hmm. So I'm not afraid to spend a little bit of money that's on right. something. It's your hobby, mate. Mm -hmm. It sure. is my hobby. So I enjoy having nice things to do it with. So, so I mean, you could do it nice and easy. You could do it absolutely for free if you wanted to. If you plant oh, yeah. it outside in some good soil, then oh, the plant will grow. Yeah, all you need is a seed, man. And they'll so do the whole thing. Some compost and go for it. Yeah. You can spend a fortune on top of the range nutrients with an automated system that will, will feed and balance the out the seed. And... You know, it's, it's, it's yes. each, each person does their thing differently, man. That's what's awesome about growing weed. Everybody does their own thing. Mm. But yeah, when you're buying these salt based newts in the bottle, then you're paying for 90%, like well, more than that, 98%, like Art Man's saying here in the chat, it's just going to be water. And when you're paying for the shipping, you're paying for a shitload of the mm -hmm. water to be shipped around the weight of it because of the water. Mm -hmm. When essentially it's just like powdered stuff added to water and stirred. So if you well, can get the powdered stuff to start with as well, that's always a good way to go, but that's a little bit more complicated. We've got a few guys right now over at Percy's that are, that are testing out some of the powdered stuff. So I'm keeping mm -hmm. an eye on those diaries because, yeah, I have actually looked at that. The problem I had until recently, I haven't been able to find the powders in anything less than 20 pound bags. I did mm -hmm. not want 20 pounds of powdered newts for my home grow. Mm -hmm. Good grief. Yeah, 20 pounds you know? of fertilizer and shit. It's a little bit dodgy, that is. I think I remember uh, Spartan Grown talking about he had bought some some dry newts, you know, when he first started and, and he still had like 15 pounds of it left or something like mm -hmm. that. It's like, my gosh, I don't know where to do that. But yeah, some of the, some of the grow shops now are breaking up the stuff and selling it in small containers. So well, I just get I, uh, bone meal, fish blood and bone for mine and some yeah. potash. And I've been I've managed to reamend my soil a good few times with that. But as I said, it starts to run out towards the end of the grow. And when you're going through the flowering stage, like we said, the plant will use more potassium and phosphorus at this point. So my plants start to get a bit deficient about six weeks into flower. So now I've gone and bought some organic, well, sort of organic. It's not actually organic because it's in a bottle, 
and it's been treated. So, you know, but it's a PK, so it's got, got an extra PK boost towards the end. And this is something you have to do when you go into flower with uh, most of the plants, really, unless it's in real good soil, and, and mm -hmm. then you won't get the problem. But if you're growing in hydroponics or in like potting soil where you're using salt-based newts, in the flowering stage, you're going to get some PK booster to feed the plant because it's going to need much more of that and much less nitrogen. Mm -hmm. I, I have got to try... Um... I think I've there's a lot of people are doing the reamending the the sohums and the the things like that with just the eco tribe the mm -hmm. charge and it seems to be working a treat. I wonder if it would work just as well in cocoa. So if you were to amend your cocoa at the very start, like the way you would, and you, and and continue it on that way, I just I don't think it would it wouldn't retain the nutrients as well. I, I wouldn't think in cocoa. If and you if you didn't do the if you didn't do the the runoff up to getting your ten to twenty percent runoff, no, say. but it's still there's nothing for the bacteria to eat in the cocoa. It's, it's there's not like organic matter, or unless it's just going to eat mm. the cocoa itself. But it, well, uh, it's like yeah. the bacteria need stuff to eat to turn into food as well. Well, I mean, cocoa mm. is organic matter. It so is, yeah. Microbes. And that's can't what eat I mean. Cocoa. It would. It, it, it technically is. Technically, it should. Should work once you're not. As I see, twisted the same, would it not just wash through? I'd say it could wash through, but it is essentially, if you look at the coke, uh, if you look at cocoa and say Soham, I'm using Soham just as an excuse uh, thing, but the two of them are so, so similar. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so similar. I think it could, I think it, it might work. I'll give it a shot, man. I know I there's think people I'll do, who I'll do it. use I'll... Um, like pellets in cocoa. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's very popular. Mm hmm. I, I tell you, I actually have three. Um, what am I looking at here? I have three bubble gum that are going into the tent this week, so I will do one of them. Yeah, bubble Hawk says cocoa is inert, though it would uh, mm. it would work if you added some peat, etc. So yeah. Well, if you uh, I, there is peat in that, in cocoa when you get it in bricks. Maybe if you didn't flush it and let that fine peat in there, because what you're basically trying to do is keep it wet long enough to let it you know start breaking down. It is a. What do you we think, Marge? Do it as a as a test. Do, do you use cocoa to make your soil? No, no, I don't think I'd use it at all. I just followed TG's recipe, like hmm. just as he had it over on Percy's. Yeah, yeah. Hit a letter. Yeah, to the letter. That's right. I figured I'd follow the expert on that, but I've never used cocoa to, to grow weed. Hmm. Yeah, when you're growing cocoa, it's considered a hydroponic medium, so you'd usually use the salt-based notes. That's the best way to go. I mean, I'm not sure why organics isn't used with cocoa, but I'm sure it's something to do with it's just not suitable for the microbes to be living in. And the microbes are important when you go organics. And this is one of the big problems when it comes to nutrients, when you're using salt-based versus organic nutrients, is salt-based nutrients are straight away available to the plant when you give it to them. You know, you mix up your feed, A and B, and then you pour it into the soil or the, or the hydroponic medium, and the plant will instantly be able to get it. They'll just drink it up with the water. But if you're using organic nutrients, the organic nutrients need to go into the soil and then the microbes, the bacteria living in the soil will eat that and then shit it out or piss it out. And then that becomes plant available and the plant can take it in then. But that takes time for that to happen. It can take days to weeks before you can fix a problem in, in organic soil when after you've amended it and stuff. When, when you're using just salt-based nutrients, it's, you can fix the problem quicker. And this is why 
this is why last week we recommended uh, doing cocoa for your first grow because if you have any problems, it's just much easier to fix things because you have flush uh, it, yeah, flush flush it, it and, refeed it. Flush mm-hmm. refeed, you fixed, you're done. Cocoa. Salt-based nutrients, man. It just makes that kind of thing easier is when you're trying to fix problems because it's instantly plant available. But organics, it isn't. You have to be better prepared in advance if you're growing with uh, organic nutrients. Yeah, you kind of have to go with the rhythm of the plant with organics is the way mm-hmm. I kind of like to look at it. You, you know where your plant is, you know what it's going to need, and you got to kind of keep half a step ahead of your plant and go with that rhythm the whole time. Wait, so let's say you're a new grower and you go into the grow shop to pick up all your uh, your nutrients for your grow. What would you begin with buying, GB? What would you get? Ah, uh, sorry. So you go into the grow shop to get your nutrients for a grow, your, the whole grow. What would you buy? The whole grow, well, I would only say you need A and B, some PK, and I I get a bit of calm out because I always throw a tiny bit in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with it all through the whole thing. That's all I use. I I wouldn't say, but you see, calm makes a difficult difficult one as well because that's going to depend on how much is in the water with the background EC. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much oh. if your plants under LED lights or standard lights? How intense the lighting is that will make a difference to the calcium. Uh, what? Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. What? What I was going to say is, if I was going for my very first grow, I would just go with the can. If you wanted to get all of them, I would go with the can of range. What you're going to save on all of the weed that you do from the can of range that will allow you then to go and mm-hmm. experiment and going up and buying into the likes of the advanced nutrients or going into any of the other other ones at all that cost a bit more to buy than the cheaper ones. But they will give you some epic weed with kind of stuff, man. They're around so long. Mm-hmm. This With calcium and magnesium, a lot of nutrients, if you're buying A and Bs, you know, like grow A and B and bloom A and B or canna A and B, they come in A and B parts because there's calcium in them. And when you mix the two together, then it can calcify and create salts. So they're kept in two different bottles, so it extends the shelf life of the nutrients. And when you mix them together into your bucket of water, then that gives the plant, it should be plenty of calcium and magnesium. But if you're using intense lighting and shit like that, then having a little bit of extra CalMag on the side in case the plant needs it is uh, is a good thing to have with your nutrient collection as well. And then you said a PK boost as well, didn't you, GB? Yeah, and, and that's what we mentioned that one earlier. That's uh, that's to help the flowers grow bigger mm-hmm. and fatter and tastier because that's what it needs. Beautiful. Yeah, but that's about. It. I mean, you can add root stimulator there as well, which is a good one to use when you when you first start the grow to help the the roots grow. Like great white, you can use. Um, what else is there? Uh, Rhizotonic from Canna Rizotonic. is a good root stem. There's yeah. kangaroo roots. There's uh, there's a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Piranha is one of them by advanced. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they're very expensive, very expensive. Yeah. I mean, and you don't what, need it too much either. No, actually, I use I use the uh, Fox Farm one. It, it's relatively cheap and it a little goes a long way with Rhizo. Mm-hmm. It does, man. Rhizo is the shit as well. Now, think, yeah, for, for, I would say for, for autos, definitely Rhizo is, is, is the gas, man, because you got to get that root system built in an mm-hmm. auto. And that's what a rhizo does for you. It really puts that root system down yeah. on the seedling. And if you get that going first on your autos, you'll have a better yield. Get yeah, that, get that. And I find going. you only need to use it a couple of times as well. You know, I, I use it for in the first couple of weeks 
Well, I used Same to. Here. I don't use it now. Right. But I'd only give it like once a week, maybe twice a week, depending on you know what I'm feeding and things like that. I'd put it in at a low concentration for the first few weeks of every feed. But yeah, either way. But I don't use much of it, you know, mm-hmm. relatively low amounts. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a thing. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, for you sure, know? man. There's no, there's no need. Like, I know there is. People bring out these things all the time. And it's it, because it'll get you this extra little. It'll get you 10% more resin and mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. this and and. They charge you fucking. That's right, man. It's a lot of snake oil, and that's it. It's snake oil. I I call all of it snake oil because mm-hmm. really, when it comes down to it, all you need is A, B, and PK. Yes, indeed. Now, mate. At, at the end of the day, that's and, all and you pH need. up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. yeah, and and you should only just as when you say pH up and down. If you're pHing down, if you over pH down. Don't put pH up in. Scrap mm-hmm. the whole lot yeah. and start fresh. That's right, yeah. Because that it, is a number one rule. Yeah. So many people don't know that. Have you, man? Uh, I've, I have put just to test out to see what would happen. I have put PK, uh, pH down and pH up, just a little small amount at the top of the fucking thing together, and that shit creates some fucking heat, man. Mm-hmm. It's yep. crazy. Some crazy yeah. chemical reaction, so man. So perfect. don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. You can if if you if it happens because it's happened to me at the end where you're just and you overdo it just so much and it's so late. Pour a bit of it out and just add a bit of normal water in. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way because it will kind of naturally bring it back up to what it should be. It might make the rest of the newts a little bit less, but it's only going to be one feed and it might save you another fucking half an hour of mixing feed. Yeah. Yeah. And don't oh. stress out too much on that pH numbers. I mean, I like, I, I grow in cocoa and usually growing in cocoa, five eights, the magic number that everybody shoots for. But if I'm, something, if, I'm, if I'm mixing something up in there and if I end up mixing it to five, seven, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. the range is actually five five to six five, I'm okay, you know. So you don't have if if you're shooting for five eight and you don't hit it exactly, it's a little bit off. You're better off leaving it than sitting there trying to chase it up and down and up and down. Yeah. And it's actually good for your plant. Oh, sorry, Marge. No, I was just going to say you guys are right because I remember spending a lot of time trying to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, and get it in the range and leave it. That's that's mm-hmm. the way to go. Yeah. And, yeah. and GB, yeah. you're correct. Go ahead. It it is actually it's good for your plant to have a bit of sway in the range yeah to go a little little bit down and then back up and a little bit up and then back down it's it's good for the plant it is yeah. overall well yeah. and this is something we need to explain as well just briefly is in hydroponics and soilless mediums like the cocoa and the rock wall but having your ph between 5.8 and 6.2 is the best place to be but a couple of points either side as well isn't going to cause too much problems if the ph is off and it's not within range then regardless of what's in the medium the plant won't be able to absorb certain nutrients so you have to make sure the ph is within the correct range and if you have any problems with the plant and it starts to look deficient but you're feeding it enough then just make sure that the ph is right because that's most likely going to be the problem so a good flush and restoring of the pH in a hydroponic medium is usually enough to get the feed back going mm-hmm. again. But in soil, it needs to be between 6.5 and 7.5, right? I mean, the buffer's bigger, especially if you're using good soil and it's got dolomite lime in to help the, the pH stay balanced. But, uh, it's good to just make sure that it's between 6.5 and 7.5 with your yeah. water. For soil, for soil. Hydroponics is different. It's 5.8 to 6.2. Well, pH yeah, is important to the plant's diet. 
Yeah, most of the soil growers around, I see aiming like at 6.8. They like to, like to feed around there, and we like to feed in cocoa about 5.8. So they're mm -hmm. one, one point difference, but that's, that's very significant to the mm -hmm. plant, that one point difference. And all these charts are over on Percy's. So if you want to see any of these pH charts, then you mm -hmm. know just head over there and you can find them on the, on the nutrient section of the site. If these numbers are intimidating, don't let them be because we can explain it much better at Percy's on these charts like Mackie's talking mm -hmm. about. Don't ever be intimidated by the stuff we talk about. It's very basic and we can teach you how to do this. That's right. So we've gone through the, uh, the A and B and the salts and the organics. What else do, do we have to cover here? What pH it needs to be at? Marge, uh, did you, I suppose you don't have a specific type of nutrient order that you like to use, do you? You just go no, your, in your soil. No. And there, no, there again, soil. everybody, that's how easy it is when you use the correct <laughs> soil. You yeah. just got to add water. Do you pH your water at all or anything like that? Honestly, I don't. I probably should, but I haven't been. You plant grows fine, then leave it as if it is. If you're using rainwater, I wouldn't worry about it. Rainwater is mm -hmm. so low EC. I mean, it's going to basically, yeah, except the soil do it. the one I have in my closet. Like the rainwater yeah. I do for my outdoor, but the what my micro grow, I just use tap water uh, right now. Yeah. So, what's your regiment then, Monkey, with your advanced nutrients collection? Uh, what order to add them in? You say you go to the grow shop because you want to restore oh. all your nutrients. What are you buying? Hmm. Well, if, if I was if I was starting a new grow, uh, if I was just buying newts, I didn't have anything. It would be uh, cow mag. Now, I'm not a person who thinks you have to match. If, if I'm using advanced nutrients A and B, I don't really care what cow mag I'm using. It, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To me, some people say you have to, to stay within the line or something can go off. I'm not that person. Yeah. So I basically I find a, a cow magnet works right now. I think I'm using botanic here. I have used uh, GH before. I've never bought advanced nutrients. But GH yeah, is general hydroponics, right? General hydroponics, right. Um, but just buy a decent cow magnet. It'll get you through your grow because I'm in cocoa and cocoa. It's not even an option. You have to have cow mag because the cocoa requires the cow mag mm -hmm. as much as the plants do. Then I'm going to buy a basic A and B for both grow and bloom. And this is me. This is, this is advanced nutrients, A and B, Sensi cocoa formula, because it's all formulated for cocoa. It's going to adjust my pH exactly to cocoa. It's actually got a little bit more iron in for, uh, for the, it the, does. the, um, the, the advanced nutrients for cocoa. Because yeah, that's the only the difference really between that one and using mm -hmm. the normal soil version. It's just a little bit more iron. Right. And then I'm going to add the last thing I'm, I'm going to absolutely need on a new grow is I'm going to add a, a PK boost. And what I'm using right now is a powdered uh, 33, 34 PK um, that I use at a very low rate. And it does a good job. It's uh, I use about a Half a pound of it is what I bought, and I've been using it for two years now, and I still got a good bit left. So. If you're using advanced nutrients, Big Bud is a fucking good flower booster, man. Well, that's, I've used is... it, but I've used it, Mackie, and I got no better results with Big Bud over this other stuff. Okay. And this other stuff is about a third of the cost, and it lasts three times longer. So, mm -hmm. in this case, but the, then what I've done since then is because I wanted to see what advanced nutrients could do to help me, as I actually picked up the overdrive. Overdrive's good shit too, man. Yeah, right. overdrive is a PK that you use in late flower, and it also has hormones in it that'll kind of push your buds a little bit mm. to kind of make them swell up. And yes, it does work because my buds, I would say, I actually ended up harvesting first time I used it about 20 percent more weight off of Sweet. it. Sweet. Well, you saying? So overdrive is that advanced? So this is what I, I was taught. Mackie was 
trying to say was if somebody wanted to go in and just buy advanced nutrients, what would be the best things? Because I'm thinking about it myself. Ooh, I don't I don't know the names of it all, man. But if you want Honestly. just advanced, then you'd get the, the voodoo juice. Uh and then you get the Sensi Sensi Grow A and B and Sensi Bloom A and B. You want Big Bud for the first couple of weeks of flower and then some overdrive for the last couple of weeks of flower. When the when the trichomes are about 50% clear versus 50% milky, that's where you add a couple of weeks overdrive and it'll help push out all the extra shit, the terpenes, the, right. the trichomes. And, and The smell comes in yeah, and, uh-huh. and the bracts start getting larger and, and, uh, and oilier. And then you can that get what's that stuff. shit called that uh, final finish is it final flush final finish Fla- yeah, flawless that, finish flawless finish yeah yeah and that's finish. basically just uh it, it's like a yucca juice or something like that yeah. that just kind of flushes your media out yeah, and it helps wipe the plant that... a little bit now bud candy i mean bud candy is advanced nutrients but whenever i used it it tainted the flavor of the yeah. bud you can taste when it's used bud candy it's got more of a sugary flavor to it when Correct. you do that so it's i didn't carbohydrates, use carbohydrates right but just and big other, overdrive, man. That's plenty. Yeah. There's other things that I'm playing with in my nutrient schedule just to kind of see if I can get better flavors out of it, things like that. I'm things like using some uh, commercially made tea concentrates that I'm adding in, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying uh, humic acids in there to see if that's going to give me anything else there. I'm even trying adding in some chitin extracts just to this, see what's going on the here. The safer flavor, the best thing to add to your, to your medium, to your nutrients, is uh, bat guano. And that that always did good shit for me when I was you when I was growing in organics. Yeah, I tried like that, but my, but my weed tasted like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have actually used that because that is a common. Uh, that's part of that's the most of the component in the Fox Farms Bloom Big is uh, bat guano. Mm-hmm. So I have used it, and flavor was not much better or worse either way. Yeah. See, there's a lot of choices out there when it comes to PK boosters and flowering foods, but essentially. It's all the same shit. It's just got a different label on. The balance of things might be a little bit different, but it's just the main active ingredient is the same thing. You know, it's just, it's a PK yeah. booster. Maybe it's done with molasses. You can, if you crack open Big Bud, you know, give it a shake and you smell the bottle. It smells a little bit like marzipan mixed with uh, mixed with molasses. And it probably is just that. <laughs> it's probably yeah. got some molasses in it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's carbs. You're feeding that to the plants. Just get the microbes going. That's right, stuff. Man. Just get what you can with the PK booster, and that, that's good for your flowering food then. Don't try and make it too complex. All I used when I was growing in cocoa, because I used to do all the uh, the advanced nutrients, but I found out it was extra salty. So I wanted to try and use a different food, which which didn't have the pH perfect technology. So I could let the pH swing a little bit more as well. So then I decided to go for canna, because it's much cheaper, and I was using canna cocoa. So canna cocoa and canna nutrients seem to fit together. The same company will be testing their nutrients with can of cocoa, won't they? It seems to make sense. So I'll give that shit a go. And that shit is just fucking perfectly fine. All you need to do is get some rhizo if you want to. It's not massively important, but you get some rhizotonic that's uh, made by canna. And then just some A and B, like GB said, uh, canna A and canna B. You can get five liters of it for about 30 pounds. It's fucking cheap, man. It's cheap shit. It lasts for a long time. And then on top of that, you get some PK 13, 14. And that's also from Canna. And but you won't use the PK 13, 14 until later on into the flowering period, like after the first week or two, when you first start seeing flowers form, that's when you start introducing the PK. And as it goes, if you as you use more PK, as I use more PK anyway, I've reduced the A and B a little. So I don't want the plant getting too much nitrogen in the flowering stage. It won't use it in the same way 
And if it gets too much, then you're going to get airy buds with foxtails and shit. So just try and reduce the amount of nitrogen it's getting by reducing the amount of A and B it's getting and increase the amount of PK over, the, over a couple of weeks. And that seems to do fine, man. That seems to work well for me. That's all I use nowadays. Well, I don't even use that nowadays. I mean, for the last about a year now, I've moved <laughs> over to the organics. And all I do is at the end of the grow, I mix some, uh, some fish blood and bone with some potash into the soil, give it a good mix. And this time I've, I bought myself a bag of organic compost, just 50 liters of it, and added it to 150 liters of soil. And, and that'll do fine, man, just to re, you know, re-add some nutrients that way as well some organic matter for the microbes that eat and that shit does well. I plant a seed in that and it won't need food for like 10 weeks at all. and just watering it every three or four days. And then it'll come to a point where the, the leaves start going yellow. It starts looking a little bit ill and it's because of uh, PK imbalance and probably uh, magnesium too. But that's I just, crazy. I'm just looking at um, just at the cost comparisons mm-hmm. for for the advance, yeah, for the ones that you called out to me, so for the a leader of overdrive, a leader of flawless finish, a leader of sensi A and B bloom and of grow, mm-hmm. and then overdrive uh, is expensive, and then a big bud that's coming to one hundred and seventy one <laughs> euros and fifty cent. Now to get the entire thing for the canna newts is 85 euro that's mm-hmm. a leader of everything of the a b and yeah. um, the cadizim it's 80 quid sorry and even if, when you're going down into the when you really only need a and b that's only into like fucking 35 quid you know 40 quid it's basically big, big difference big difference but you know let's not look about it in money like ed rosenthal said it's not that I'm not. I'm going to do. I'm, it's I'm a, in, if you did it in weight, it's just it's like half ounce, man. Half ounce difference. And I'm in we'll the grow use shop in advance. The we'll use an advanced nutrients. Mm. Put more weight on your plants than using canna cocoa. Uh, it's like yes, it will. You'll get more off it, in my opinion. But when I used to grow using advanced nutrients, my plants would look thicker and healthier. You know, like it, like I know, glow in a way. They look, they look really fucking. You know, just like they were properly fed. And but you know what? Fuck it. I have a new tent, new light. I will get the whole lot of them tomorrow. Mm. I'm in the grow shop. Don't need to buy them all in one. In one. You're only going to need um, some root booster and still just use Roger Tonic for a root booster. Don't be buying that fucking yeah, that look, voodoo if juice. Already, if you've already got CalMag, use what you got. Don't buy mm-hmm. all this new stuff. Yeah. You know, well, you see, I need to restock it anyway. I'm getting low on a few other ones. So <laughs> it, it, you may as well, if, if you're going to do it and if you're going to use their, their brand, you may as well do it right. Mm-hmm. And Chilbert says here as well, he said, uh, I can give them food again at five to six weeks as a top dress. And this is something you can do in the soil as well, as you can just put some of the powdered nutrients over the top. I use uh, bone meal myself and you right. can just put it over the top or you can use compost put some compost over the top of the pot and then just water it into the soil. And that will add nutrients to the, to the plant as well. So it, there's lots of different ways to get food to your plant. You can do it, you know, through just the top dressing like that, or it can be in the soil from the beginning and last long enough for the, for the whole grow and it'll still have enough nutrients from start to finish. And that's a good way to go, but them soils are expensive. Uh, and then you have your salt-based nutrients, which you'll feed to the plant. If you're in soil, then you won't give salt-based nutrients every feed. 
you do it like maybe once or twice a week, depending on how the plant looks. And then you'd yeah. feed water. And then when it Hopefully. starts to look at the starts to look a bit hungry, you'll feed some more. But in cocoa and hydroponic mediums, there always has to be uh, nutrients in the feed. But when like every day you have to water cocoa, keep it wet, keep it moist every day. You need to feed it. You need to give it water, but you never give it just water unless you're flushing. You always put food in it. And that's the same. If you're in DWC, then it always needs to have a constant amount of food that that's available to the plant, never just water. So that's it's an important that is point. correct. What else is that to know about nutrients, man? I mean, there's lots. But well, if you're new, if you're new to growing, the thing is, don't get too hung up on all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Start with the basic nutrients. You can grow great weed without all the extra pieces. Just keep yeah, it man. simple, especially when it comes to advanced. Advanced have got different levels, like the the hobbyist, the pro, the fucking and uh, stay stay basic. Yeah, man. You know? Keep it really fucking simple. That's all you're gonna need. That's all you're gonna need, man. And A B B K. That's right. There's yeah. lots of different brands as well. Let's go for some. We've got Dutch Pro, Canna advanced nutrients which we've mentioned so far but there's also like samurai old timers general hydroponics there's so many different brands that are going to sell all of this a b uh mm -hmm. pk booster root booster um some cow mag they're all going to do it vita link there's so remo yeah there's loads of different types of nutrients out there and mm -hmm. you just have to find out which one you want to use they're all pretty much the fucking same is it, so I was just going to ask, what, what differentiates one branch from another? I think it's just dilution more than anything. Yeah. But I think Marketing, it's like, that kind of stuff, yeah, 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 that's it. Marketing, the research that has gone in to make the shit, which has already been done by somebody else most of the time. Most of the time, I think, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not too sure, but it's probably the case of uh, they just stick a new sticker on it or put it in a new, but it all comes from some main factory, like, uh, not advanced newts. I think advanced newts do things that are a little different because the PK technology, but say Dutch Pro and Canna, they probably got some fucking factory where it's exactly the same shit, just going into a different bottle with a different sticker on. Um, wasn't magic, magic something. Plant magic. Plant magic. That was it. That was basically just fucking buy something else and sticking mm -hmm. a different label on it, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's it. Chilbert says there that uh, tomato food works fine too. Yeah, tomorrow, right? Plants know what they want. Once it's in the medium and it's available to them, they'll take it as they need it. So you just have to make sure that it's there for them. And a lot of normal plant foods are going to work. You don't specifically have to go to the hydro shop and get your nutrients. I don't go. I haven't been to the... Actually, I went to the hydro shop the other day to get this PK. It's a 418 or whatever it is. And I walked in there, the lady in the grocery shop's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for a while. <laughs> and I realized it's been like 18 months or something since I was last in there, man. And fucking ages i'm like yeah I'll grow organic now i don't really need anything because i was in b and q and i bought a box of uh the fish blood of bone and a box of the potash and i haven't needed anything else since that that's just crazy cheap i haven't even the, these these boxes of nutrients cost me less than 20 pound and have kept me growing numerous plants over numerous crops for well over a year like goddamn, this shit can be done very cheaply if you, you know it's it, i mean it's not even experience anybody could do it you're just mixing shit into the soil and the plant does the rest just keep giving it water when it looks hungry add more you know so even though it, it can sound difficult especially if you're a new a new grower all of this shit can sound complex and it's difficult and 
but it's not man it is really fucking easy uh, epsom salts that's a good one which uh, needs to be brought into uh, brought into the conversation as well as is something that you, you should get especially if you're growing in cocoa yeah that's complex though but you just do one folio feed of epsom salts throughout the grow and it would be a uh, it just makes everything go along better i think so what how's about nutrients man so much just don't just don't get stuck into the loop thinking you need everything just stay mm-hmm. basic i can't say that enough i can't say it often enough yeah man Keep go to the simple. hydro store and they're going to want to sell you everything you don't need everything mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very true especially if you're not sure what you're doing mm-hmm. you're going to be tempted to buy it all so that's great advice that's right man just take this one and this one and then you're going to need this one for this and then that one but like gb said all you really need is a and b man you don't even need the PK booster. The plant will, if you can just give it A and B. You can get flowers without the boost, yes. And yeah. the PK booster uh, is just a little bit extra. If you are in a grow shop and if you see the salesperson trying to sell all the snake oils, stay it to the customer away from the salesperson. Well, I would advise, mind your own fucking business, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that grow Perfect. shop is trying to make money too. You know, he's just hustling. Maybe he just thinks he knows what's best. Don't get kicked out the shop like GB did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just mind your business, you know, uh, and you, you don't want to have the conversation. You don't want to bring any suspicion onto yourself and shit like that. If you have any questions and any concerns about any of this, like as always, you can just head over to persysgrowing.com, put a thread up with any questions you have, and we'll have the community there to answer anything in specific that you need answering. We've all been through this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you no. go into your grow shop and you're like, this is what nutrients they have, come back to Percy's or post there while you're in, uh, on your phone, you know, while you're in phone, say, this is what they have. What should I get? And you'll get answers, man. And people will tell you, I'd go with this. I'd go with that. But I wouldn't touch this. I wouldn't touch that, you know. <laughs> so just yeah. do it. Do it. Yep. I, I think as we, uh, I think the conclusion in last week's episode when we're discussing mediums, like which way is the easiest way to do this? If you can afford to get that living soil that is just going to last from start to finish and feed the plant all the way through, go for that shit because it's just going to be so fucking easy. But if you can't afford that straight off, then go in and do in a cocoa, a cocoa grow with some salt-based nutrients. It's nice and easy as well, or a soil grow. Just decide what you want to do, you know, it can be expensive, but it can also be very cheap. It just depends on which way you want to do it. But you are going to have to invest something. And it's, right. all a, it's all a learning curve. You'll get there. And millions of people grow cannabis, and there's millions of ways to grow cannabis. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pick yours. Just just start. That's the important that, part. That's right, man. That's the important bit. Because once you started and the plant's off, you'll be like, okay, I'm fucking doing it now. And then you have to buy weed age. again. Yeah, we've been growing it since the dawn of time as well. Mm-hmm. It's been growing itself for millions of years. Yeah. Just mm. give it what it needs and it will do what it needs to do, man. Life will find a way. <laughs> just do it. It's simple as that, man. Just do it. That'll be the biggest thing is just taking that first step, man. Just like most things, starting it's the most difficult thing to do. But once you're on it, you're on it. So we've helped you so far decide whether you're going to be growing indoors or outdoors. We've discussed some things that you need to be prepared for, you know, like uh, making sure you know how much you're going to need to grow. Uh, whether uh, you know, Because that was in like episode one, isn't it? The, the shit you should prepare before you start your first grow. And then what equipment you're going to need. And then what medium you should get. Now what nutrients you need to get. 
So, so far, you're looking at getting a pretty decent setup. You should be able to figure out whatever you need so far. And the next step is where to get your seeds from and how to start it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think we'll move on to that next week. But if anybody has been listening to the series so far, we're on episode four right now. If you have any questions about any of this, you know, just head over to percysgrowing.com, sign up. It's all free and just ask a question. And you got loads of friendly, super stoned people there <laughs> waiting for you to answer your <laughs> questions, man. So get over there and do it. Sign up. Don't be a pussy. Just do it. So we have some questions as well, which we should cover. Well, there's one we... of the questions was we were going to cover next week. Was, it was interesting. Which question was that? That would be the, the last, second question. Second question. The season first. Yeah, we'll cover that. Well, now, because you might need to know that now, because you might want to be buying seeds. Isn't it? Okay, well, we can tell them. But I mean, that, we're covering that next week's Grow Guides. Yes, we are going to cover all of that <laughs> next week's Grow Guides. <laughs> this is a little that's, why, that's why I didn't say anything, you know? A little, little sample. Okay. Uh, we have one from Billy Bonds before we do that. Uh, where do people in the UK buy their grow equipment? A lot of people buy it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most um, people are buying everything on Amazon nowadays. Or the grow shops. There's so many of them. They're so lucky in the UK. Yeah, so in, fucking way there's more. There's one on every high street in the UK. Maybe even more than one in some places. So most of us go to, uh, I mean, because you want to pay cash for this shit. You don't want to pay with your card. You don't want to come in in the post online and shit like that. It's better to go out and buy it. So uh, there's just places everywhere in the UK. Just uh, go to a Brave, so a Brave browser. Is that what it is, Marge? Is that how yeah, I say it? it? Yeah. Go to a, not, not Google. We're going to try and stay away from doing that now because they collect your data. You don't want that. So go to the Brave and see where the nearest uh, grow shop is for you. And just go and visit the place, man. Just go and have a look around. It would be nice in there for sure. You'd be surprised about what they have. You see what they... Uh, I mean, Billy Bonds there says that he gets his delivered, but he don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> and you can do that, but there's there's always concerns about secrecy when you're having shit, uh, when you're having shit bought in. Because if you get an LED light, it could say on the side of it, LED grow light, and that could be dodgy when your neighbours see that. Uh, I've never I've never had a grow light come in that way, but I did have a tent come in. It said grow tent on it. It has yeah. happened yeah. me come in the other day. It came in from Amazon and on the big fucking label, it says indoor horticulture tent. <laughs> um, the last time wow. I got my light delivered, I thought, oh, yeah, invisible sun will be on the ball. Mm-hmm. They won't have anything. No, that came in a fucking but nice plain brown package. But on the fucking tent, on the tape, big black tape with fucking fluorescent writing on it, invisible sun, LED, <laughs> invisible sun, LED, every fucking two fucking inches on the thing. Like, yeah, it's not cool. Is so, it? yeah. no. so, but it's, if you're getting if you're buying it in your own country, just sweet in the UK, buy from a, a grow shop in the UK, get it delivered. It won't have any of that shit on the outside. If you're buying it from Europe, into the UK, it's going to have that stuff on it. If you're buying it from outside, if you're in Europe and you're buying it from the UK, take that into account. If you do buy things online, there is some services that will gift wrap this shit for you and that will then cover it. So you can have that done. It still and, has the sticker on the outside of it, Mikey, because it's, mm, it's, but it's, it's not like the actual postal sticker. It has your name, your address, and it has what's inside of it. But that's that's, it's just not plastered all over the box, you know, so it's just something about yeah, yeah, to reduce it. But that's the only thing you're going to be able to do, really. But yeah, get a gift wrap. That, that'll be the best way to go about things. And, you know, you go into the grow shop, buy the shit, 
and fucking wrap it up yourself and say, like, send this to me, <laughs> you know, something <laughs> like that, man. Send it out yourself. So if you don't have a car, that is sorry, because so some people are saying they don't drive and shit, but you can do that, you know, go, go and wrap it up yourself to make sure that it's done properly. If you're worried about security and not being able to carry it home and shit like that. Mm. But I don't know, man. It, it's difficult to do without a car. I remember carrying fucking three bags of cocoa home, 50 litre bags of cocoa on my bicycle. You know, Jeez. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Long time ago, a long time ago. Did you make it uh, home? Oh, yeah. It, fucking girls made it home. It, it would take <laughs> me a while. <laughs> 23 hours by public transport <laughs> to get to my closest grow shop. Damn. That's two there. That's getting there and back. You know? how, and how the fuck are you going to walk around mm-hmm. for that long? And getting on fucking bus to hey, train look, man, to tram. Where, where there's will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, but with fucking two or three bags of fucking cocoa, I think you're going to be noticeable. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I didn't even consider this as I'm riding yeah, down the fucking road, three bags of cocoa. <laughs> you know, fucking, for, and, then, and then a shitload of news. And some people are going, what are you doing a fucking, that bastard needs a fucking horse and cart. Mm, that's you right. <laughs> And then we have a question here from Sparky as well. Uh, what are good seeds to select for a first-time grower and what is the best way to get them? This is very tricky in the US and technically should not cross straight line, state lines. It's like, uh, we'll cover that next week, Sparky. We won't really, bro. We won't really. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good places to get seeds in the UK, in the USA, man. Everywhere. That don't, uh, don't try and be concerned well, about postage and shit. Just get it done. There are seed banks that I have used in the U.S. uh, that will free shipping. They don't care where you are in the U.S. They will ship to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used uh, international companies. I've used Seedsman a few times. I've used the vault. Uh, No problems with any of those. Uh, I was concerned at first. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting seeds sent in. But I found out uh, that the way it works, supposedly, that I've been told in the U.S. is that if if for any reason that your package is opened and supposedly your package would have to, they have to have a subpoena to, or a warrant or something in order to open your package if they suspect anything. If they would find the seeds, they would confiscate the seeds, close the package and send it on to you. That's it, because they can't prove that you wanted those seeds in that package. Mm. You know, they could be sent by anybody. So they would remove the contraband and send your package on. You don't have to worry about being arrested for sending seeds in, from what I understand. But it takes a warrant uh, to o- open your package to search it. What about in Canada, Marge? Uh, I used True North Seed Bank a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I think. And that seemed okay. But I've heard since then that they're actually pretty pricey. <laughs> um, and Temple, when I asked him about it, he recommended... The vault and what's the other one that sponsors Percy's? Alibongo. Yes. Alibongo's. Weed Seed Express. I mean, we've got uh, numerous ones. Yeah. Has a lot better alternatives. Mm -hmm. And there's also like the Vancouver Seed Bank, I think he recommended as well. Mm -hmm. uh, One and a freeseed.org place too, where the fellow running that site would actually send out free seeds. I think you just had to pay for some shipping or postage. And you didn't really get to choose. It was sort of like you had a few selections on the site that you can pick from. But if you're looking for something really inexpensive to get started and it's, you know, the cost of seeds and shipping is cost prohibitive, that's something to consider too. Freeseeds.org for Canadians. Yeah, Alibongo will ship worldwide as well and you get 15% discount and they have a fucking huge selection of stuff. So head to uh, Alibongo 
and they'll have a link there for the specific site where the bongo bonk seeds is, isn't it? Is there a seed yeah. site? Uh, that's what my son says Sherbert is now at the minute. Yeah. Is from their, their bongo bulk range. They've got lots of good yeah. ship, man. And they, they guarantee the shipping as well. So if it doesn't arrive, they'll send they'll send more. You know? Yeah. If, you, so, if you're nervous about uh, getting your seed shipped in, I would suggest go ahead and just make an order so you don't, don't have to do it every every time you want to grow. Order mm-hmm. enough in advance for several yeah. grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it done one time and, and be done with it. In huh. Canada, too, a lot of the dispensaries sell seeds as well. Yeah. You can just buy them there. Yeah, but we'll, we'll cover more of that shit next week. That's the uh, topic we're going to go for, how, where to get your seeds. Um, now, I did see one other question in the chat. Unfortunately, okay. I can't remember who it was that asked, but they wanted to know if autoflowers did well for microgrow. Uh, yes, yeah, is the answer. Yeah. Absolutely well. Uh, it, most of my, my uh, micros are actually autos. Because okay. I find that if you restrict the roots in, in on uh, like you're doing with micros, those autos bloom quicker and stay smaller. I don't. I have less trouble with uh, keeping them small. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. No, that, that was a quick answer. Yeah, yeah. I use it. I do it all the time. With yeah, I prefer actually in micros to use autos. Yeah. So what monkey said. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from percysgrowroom.com. Again, if you have any questions at all, or you just want to come and say hello and get involved in the community, head over to percysgrowroom.com and we'll be more than happy to see you over there and have you part of the community. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast network you listen to the show on. And if you're enjoying the show, it would be awesome if you could leave a review so other people can see that as well and it will help our show numbers grow. Share the show on social media if you can. Tell a friend about it. Try and bring a plus one to the show and all of that. We're always trying to expand, get more downloads and get more listeners to the show. We want as many people as possible growing their own supply of cannabis. And you can help us do that by introducing more people to the show. If you could do that for us, that would be fucking awesome. But in the meantime, I hope you have a great weekend. And we'll be back on Monday with some cannabis news. If you're around on Sunday, then we have the live show over on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash high on homegrown. And we have the live show on at 9 p.m. UK time. Uh, That's 3 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but it's something like that. And everybody's welcome to come and join us, ask questions, get involved in the discussion. It'll be a pleasure to see you there. So hopefully we will. If not, then we'll catch you on Monday for the Cannabis News. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. See you on the next one. Goodbye.